You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back for another episode of our quote-unquote offseason that never ends of UGA football. That's why you're here. That's why we're here. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We're not gurus or insiders. Nay, I say. Nay. The horse says nay, and so do I. That uh, we don't want to be gurus or insiders because we'd be wrong all the time. Hmm. Well, to be fair, we are also wrong all the time. <laughs> sure. But I don't have that kind of heat on me where it says hmm. guru or insider on the front end where I have to live up to that expectation. The expectation I have to live up to, Daniel, is being a fan. Now That's that. Right. I could live up to that all day long. So if you're on this podcast because you want to hear from fans and be a fan yourself and engage with other UGA football fans, well, ladies and gentlemen, you've come to the right spot. Uh, we are we don't take ourselves too seriously, nor do we take each other too seriously, but we take very seriously UGA football and basketball. That's right. For fans, by fans, um, that's what the podcast is all about, and so... Um, if you enjoy having a good time, maybe laugh a little bit, a uh, little bit of lighthearted conversation about the Georgia Bulldogs, we think that this is the podcast for you. Thanks for being here. Um, you know the drill. By now, it's Wednesday. Subscribe to the podcast. We're here five days a week. Episodes every day this week. Go back and listen to Monday and Tuesday's episodes. It's uh, it's more thoughts from G-Day. And um, spoiler alert, today's episode, also more thoughts from G-Day. Also G-Day. We have thoughts. Okay. So um, they just keep coming. And um, Clint, at some point, we're going to talk about this basketball team. I just no. don't know no. how. Nope. Severe Wheeler. Look. We hardly knew ye. Um what ha- what had happened was what had happened is Tom Crean was born, and then UGA basketball <laughs> was decimated. <laughs> that's I think that's the order of events, Daniel. Oh, be fair, to, UGA basketball has been decimated long before Tom Crean, and will be decimated long after Tom Crean. That's not True. don't don't you put fair that point. on him, Ricky Bobby. All right, fair point. Um, uh, subscribe to the podcast, get it downloaded to the device of your choosing every day. And I'll tell you what, we'll make you a deal. If you leave us a five-star rating and review, we promise we won't talk about Georgia basketball for the rest of the week. How about y- that? Y'all, you go y'all to Apple Podcasts. Right now. I don't you leave us a five-star, it. You leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. I'm going to tell you this right now. If we don't get a five-star rating and review by Friday's episode, I'm talking about basketball. All right? Like that's, y'all, spare that's, me. <laughs> Please spare me. That's the way this podcast is going to work. Okay. So um, we've got G-Day thoughts. Oh, email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts and opinions. Um, if you've got basketball thoughts and opinions or G-Day thoughts and opinions, off-season thoughts and opinions, whatever the case may be, we'd love to hear them. Um, we've got um uh mailbag questions that we're going to get to eventually we've got this or that that we're going to get to eventually if you send us an idea uh, many of you don't know this but our executive producer intern michael terrible at his job he's does okay i know we talk about him like he's a real role just if y'all don't catch in catch up to this virtually nothing he does nothing okay so if here's the thing if you send us 
an a segment idea or a question or something that you want to hear us talk about, there's a legitimately decent chance that it'll end up on the podcast. We As will tomorrow's talk about episode it. will prove. Yeah. So um if you've got things that you want to hear us to talk about this is your podcast just as much as it's ours and so we would love to hear your input on that locked on bulldogs at gmail.com or on twitter at dogs podcast but without further delay clint mm. let's get into some more g-day thoughts now i want to um hold some accountability here on the podcast accountability is a good thing sometimes you you get to stepping and you step a little bit too far. Mm. This is not mm. necessarily one of those times, but I do want to uh, harken back to on yesterday's show uh, as we were as we were speaking of the tight end position. You oh, yeah. made an offhanded comment that you would um, you wanted to ask me or you wanted to bring up goal line philosophy, UGA goal line philosophy. We never ended up circling back around to that, and so I do want to talk about it now. As you were watching the G Day game, uh, what were your thoughts about the potential of what this team has the ability to do on the goal line? Okay. Uh, many of us saw Big O because his number is zero. No, but, see, but what, but what because, had happened was, but because but he also, makes your mouth go oh, oh, yeah, that's correct. Okay. And also big, he's big, and he's he, he's big, gigantor. Yes. Okay, uh, okay. It was incredible what he did on that catch on the outside, <laughs> clear as day. But Daniel, his touchdown was a mm. ho hum. Quick little mm. slant inside, no big deal. Not. Body up, block some guys, mm -hmm. catch a pass. And it comparatively, the two plays, one resulted in no points, made us hoop and holler. The other points, and we clapped, like kind of a golf clap. Sure. Right? Okay. Sure. Yeah. So here's my question to you. Can you name anybody that can stop JT Daniels and Darnell Washington from connecting on slants as many as they want for the entirety of time? On the goal line, seven yards out. Name somebody that can I, stop that. I mean, it's not somebody. It would be bodies. Okay. And I think name, we we kind of got bodies. into this. We got into this yesterday. You gotta. <laughs> you just have to have linebackers bailing on the line of scrimmage immediately at the snap, trying to anticipate and undercut. And guess what? You throw a little bit of a back shoulder at that point this, when this the what defense I mean. jumps in that. Or you just run it off tackle with Kendall Milton. So this, so here's here's what I I guess I'm I'm trying to get at goal okay. line situations. The last two years, Daniel, how's the uh, goal oh. line situation been for Georgia? See, I wanted to talk about this year and okay. the present. Well, we're gonna maybe get the, there. Let's get listen, there. We 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 out here trotting out Jalen Carter, not for fun, no, but out of necessity. No, Georgia that was fans. a absolute need okay okay and that's because we can't we couldn't punch the ball into the end zone to save our ever-loving life two things for these come the last mind. couple of years one we got we got two running backs that are beefed up ready to go can hit a hole and just keep going downhill with it secondly we got an all-world tight end that can be bodied up by nobody and if you try to put linebackers at the line of scrimmage and bail out then yeah just go over the top of them six seven gonna go ahead and reach up and get them safety ain't gonna come down and do nothing for them but here's here's the situation for me instead of coming out with a definite jumbo package where we're going to try to run it iso you come out, you spread it out, and you get one running back to the right of JT Daniels, and you give him a 
you say, you know what, JT? Your call. You call yep. it at the line. That's I believe it's called a run uh-huh. pass option. That's there it is. Called. That's RPO. Kurt Herbstreit right now just woke up. He's in his bed. Kurt he heard he heard RPO and he just he wrestled up. Somewhere the lights turned on on Urban Meyer's yacht. Now listen, far be it for me to say whether or not Kurt Herbstreit's on that yacht. We I don't know. I don't know. We don't I can't know. say he's not because I don't know. Um, it's called it's called an RPO, and if you give JT Daniels with the running backs we have, and then a quick slant coming down, um, our goal line woes. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think they might be behind us. That was my whole point, watching G let me, Day. Let me say this, and listeners, you'll appreciate this. Clint, I believe you'll appreciate this. You indulged mm. me, and we're going to get into a bit of a linebacker conversation. You might have to indulge me a little bit more, but you indulged me. We have a we have a, a good-natured rivalry when it comes to the running back position, do we not? Like, oh, we a little do. Bit of, oh, a little we bit do. of back and forth. There will be a wager laid down at the beginning a, of the season. A large wager. There will be a wager laid down on, you know, rushing yards or, or the like. But I'll just I'll just come out and say this right now. When it comes down to the goal line, I don't I we don't have two running backs. I'm not interested in Zamir White. I'm not interested in Kenny McIntosh. Mm. I'm not interested in mm. James Cook. Show me the hammer, friends. And Bring that is in the hammer and his name is kendall milton and he will run through you over you he will run he does not he he has no regard for where your body is he only has regard for where the goal line is i'm sure he has sanctity of life he believes in the sanctity of life i'm sure of that he he believes people have that right Uh, not on the football field they don't can neither confirm nor deny because yeah. all I see is him playing football. So uh, bring him in on third and short. I've been on record as saying it before. I'd love to see him sub in. No, regardless of the package, third and short, sub that man into the game. Uh, goal line situations, I feel the exact same way because uh, he's a very difficult man to tackle mm. uh, without him falling forward. So, uh, yeah, a lot of goal line options for um, – Todd Monk and, and the crew, and that's a very good thing. Uh, let's get to some more G-Day thoughts, but first, let's talk to you about the fine folks over at Built Bar. Um, just had a raspberry cheesecake Built Bar today, Clint, and let me tell you, they do not disappoint. There's ac- there's actual, you, you get a little, there's like raspberry puree inside the Built Bar. It's covered in white chocolate. It's soft. It is chewy. It is delicious. And it tastes like a candy bar, but it does not balloon you up like a candy bar does. Mm. It's healthy. It's keto approved. It's low in sugar. It's high in fiber. It's high in protein, obviously. It is a great choice for the middle of the day when you need to reach for something to push through that uh, 3 p.m. Uh, lull that you're having at the office. Uh, reach for a Built Bar. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON20, you're going to get 20% off your order. Are they going to send you a cooler? Who knows? Odds are no, they are not. Is Kirk Herbstreit on Urban Meyer's yacht? We are not. No, no one knows. No one knows for sure. Is that yacht docked at the landing in Jacksonville as we speak? It probably is. Let's let's just we'll get the, we'll let the record show. But uh, Built Bar, the record will also show that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on planet Earth. 
You've heard us talk about it uh, forever, and we will continue to do so because it is delicious. BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your order. BuiltBar.com. We saw a couple of uh, position battles at G-Day, and while nothing is solid and set in stone, Daniel, one of the positions that we are looking at this spring is the inside linebacker position opposite who I hope to become one of my favorite Bulldogs of all time, Nakobe Dean. I have been got to get healthy for, first. Uh, he got to just, let's just, just, let's just Let's just get the body whole. That's let's fine. Be ready for the fall. Wasn't mad not seeing him. I was perfectly Didn't happy. Didn't need to see you. No, I know what I'm getting in you. Uh, but Channing Tindall and Quay Walker were out there, Daniel, and they're vying for that other spot opposite of Nakobe because Nakobe's not coming off on three downs. He's there every down. Uh, He's, all need a sub. He's all the downs. He's all the downs. What did you see out of Channing Tindall and Quay Walker in this competition for the second inside linebacker? First of all, um, we should mention th- these are the guys that are competing really for the second playing time. A couple other guys, though, in the mix. Ooh. Ryan Davis, Chaz Chambliss, I think probably the f- the – Fourth and fifth guys in some order in the pecking order at sure. inside linebacker. Um, so we may we may talk about them another time. I actually have high hopes for both those guys. I think we could see both of them playing snaps at inside linebacker this year, um, and I I wouldn't mind that at all. Nope. In terms of Quay Walker and Channing Tindall, you know we talked about Carson Beck and we talked about Brock Vandegrift, Brock Vandelay, Vandelay Industries. Um, Battled it out, and there's people who who came out of that game saying, man, Carson Beck, he's a live arm. He's really good. He's a lot better than I thought. He's the guy. There's guys who came out of G-Day more more along the lines of what we thought, saying Brock Vandegrift, man, he's too talented. He's too good. He might Mm. not be the backup this year, but he will be the starter in the seasons to come. Um, So there there were battles. That What I'm trying to say is there were battles that – were a bit ambiguous as to who won, who lost. They both players looked good, or both players struggled, or whatever. Sure. This was not one of those battles. Uh, no, the winner no. was yeah. head and shoulders above the other in this yeah. category. Quay Walker changed his number from twenty-five to seven, and, wh- and apparently, mm-hmm. um, that did something for him because it looked like this man looked like he was out there and the motor just never stopped running, Clint. He, I told you, I texted you during the game. It looked like he was doing a Monty Rice on cocaine impression That's, in this that, game. That is what you and said. And mean what I mean by that is um, Monty Rice, if, if he touches you, you, you go, go down. to the ground. That's what Quay Walker was doing. Only Quay Walker was doing it at a speed that Monty Rice may have never seen in his life because the athleticism is there. Uh, the physical tools are there, but the tackling was there. He was in the right place at the right time. On the other hand, Channing Tindall, man, struggled in this game. He, it was a struggle Mightily. for him out there. He is notoriously probably a better pass rusher than he is a play in space middle linebacker and so when he was asked to let's say cover backs out of the backfield which oh. i don't know did they throw to the backs at all in this game clint did they yes sir did they Kendall milton talk? led his team in receptions daniel yeah so yeah 
So when he was asked to cover the likes of James Cook and Zamir White, who were on the first-team offense as Tyndall was playing with the first-team defense, when he was asked to do that in space, he looked he looked bad. at t- The tackling looked bad. He was out of Poor. position. Uh, it, it was not a good showing for Channing Tyndall. I think Quay Walker has cemented himself as the week one starter opposite N'Kobe Dean, and I don't know that you're not going to see Channing Tyndall be relegated to a situational pass rushing role and one of those other guys that I mentioned step into the third linebacker spot on the team. Uh, Channing Tyndall, you have a new position. It's called the Blitzkrieg linebacker. Okay. Mm. Also special teams. (laughs) Also special teams. This is your new role. Uh, go run towards the A-gap as fast as you can and try to plow through anybody that steps up to block you. That's your role. Because and he's Walker, good at that. Just I'll be clear. We're not trying to despair. Nope. He's good at that. He's a valuable piece of the team. 100%. But I did not like what I saw out of him. And Quay Walker really impressed. Quay Walker was doing his best. Yes, Monty Rice on cocaine, but also his best Nicobe Dean in coverage impersonation, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Because he got those hips flipped and the eyes were on receivers and the head was on a swivel. He looked fluid. Channing Tindall, you do not say in describing Channel Channing Tindall, fluid is not a word you use at all with him. Okay? No. Straight line aggression, yes. So I actually feel bad, Channing Tindall. I think you're miscast. You're going to be a blitzing inside force or you come from the outside. I'm fine with that all day long. You asked to cover... A slot receiver on a curl, I I get all sorts of heartburn. I don't like this at all. And, and listen, I'm going to say something, Georgia fans. You're not going to like it. Nobody's going to like it. We just have to take our medicine real quick. Um, the wheel route is that a problem? <laughs> okay, I told you. I tried to give you some warning. You could have gone for the bucket. Bucket. You could have gone for. The, is the wheel route a problem? You can't afford no to have guys out there who can't run with a dude coming out of the backfield. And if you've got Quay Walker and N'Kobe Dean out there, okay, we love Monty Rice. Love him. We love Monty Rice. But that was not his strength, okay? That was not his That was not his strength. If you've got Quay Walker and N'Kobe Dean out there, all of a sudden, not only can these guys tackle, not only can these guys move, not only can these guys get in the backfield and make a tackle for a loss if they need to, but they can also run with a man in coverage and make a, a, a serviceable play in that respect. That's a big deal. Huge deal. Hey, we're going to come back after this and do a segment we like to call Don't Sleep On G-Day Edition. But first, bet online is the experts that you need for all of your sports book betting online. Bet online has incredible website interface, very user friendly. Most importantly right now, you go over there to betonline.ag, they're going to give you 50% extra deposit. Whatever you put down, they'll give you 50% cash right on top of your deposit. Put 100 bucks in, get 50 on top, 200 get $100 on top. You see how it goes, you can do math. betonline.ag, your sports book experts. Daniel, we have something we like to call don't sleep on in which we try to give you something that might be off the beaten path a little bit. That might yeah. not be what everybody's talking about. Uh, we're, we, we've gone through all the big ticket items so far. Okay. We've, sure. we've hit them all. Now let's go to something 
that's not frequented with don't sleep on off season and G day edition. I give you the floor. Yeah, let's start with obviously we do this in a segment um, during the season. We do a little excited about, nervous about, don't sleep on as we preview upcoming games. Um, and, and it's pretty self explanatory what it means to not sleep on something. But um, for this, as you said, a lot of buzz. So um, AD Mitchell, not a candidate for something that you shouldn't sleep because listen, he's getting a getting a lot of buzz. Okay, it'd be very difficult to sleep on Adonai Mitchell right now because he's he is um, a lot of ink being spilled on him mm-hmm. at this moment. But um, I'm gonna hit you with a name. I'm gonna start off the segment and then I'll I'll kick it back over to you, Clint, um, and see what you've got. But I'm gonna hit you with a name that. Um, I believe I'm guilty of. I think we're guilty of. I think Georgia fans are guilty of uh, continuing to forget about and sleep on as we approach this season. Jorge Pickens, um, he'll be back sure. week nine is my prediction. That's week. That's that's when we're going to see Jorge again. Week nine. Um, obviously Jermaine Burton with a little tweak, but he's 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 going to be fine. Um. Uh, Smith, Arian Smith, little little banged up, nicked up injury. Rosemary Jack Saint uh, injured last season, obviously horrific injury, but he's coming back. People talking about these guys, Clint, mm-hmm. but don't sleep on Dominic Blaylock, Clint, and don't sleep on Dominic Blaylock. Wait, wait for it. Don't sleep on Dominic Blaylock. Maybe leading this team in receiving. This year, this this man could be the best wide receiver who plays the full season. Okay, like Jorge, out of the conversation. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm talking about. I see you, Jermaine. I see you, Marcus Roseme. I see you, whoever, Ad Mitchell. I see like, but I'm talking about of the wide receiver position. Don Blaylock may be the best guy out there. Don't forget about who this guy was, Georgia fans. This guy's the Dom real Blaylock. deal. A couple weeks ago, we mocked Don Blaylock, and we gave comps to other receivers at Georgia that were comparable to him when they left and how they had an impact on this team, Daniel. Uh, mm-hmm. He fits right in that category of player that can make a huge impact. Size, speed, athleticism, knowledge, year of eligibility. All of He has all the recipes so that – I'm not sleeping on that. I think Daniel and I are very high on Don Blay. Like I wouldn't, I, I don't feel bad about that at all, Daniel. You you no. make me choose a receiver to like. You give me a, a cool hundred, and you say you got to put on one receiver to lead this team in receiving yards. Don Blaylock's my bet. This and I think everyone would be running to the window to cash their ticket on Jermaine Burton. And listen, yep. Jermaine Burton may do it. He may do it, and he he showed us a lot last year. But but he showed us a lot last year. Because Don Blaylock was down with injury. There it is. That's that's why he now I'm not saying he might not have passed him. I'm not saying he might not have a better skill. We don't. We'll see. But when this man comes back and he's fully healthy, he knows the system. He's been in the meetings. He knows Todd Munkin and what he wants to do. All right. So give this man an opportunity, and he's gonna have one. And I believe you're going to see him produce. As you saw two years ago 
when he stepped onto the scene and um, was one of our most dynamic wide receivers as a true freshman. Yes, he was. Uh, linebackers. We got a lot of them, Daniel. We got plenty of talent in there's that pl- linebacker. Okay. There's plenty. There's plenty. Don't sleep on Don't sleep on Chambliss coming in. Uh-oh, we mentioned him last segment. Here he comes again. And getting about mm, 25% of the reps on defense this year, Daniel. Ooh, we don't look. Here's what I know. Okay. Kirby and Dan Lanning like sound technicians on defense. Okay. If you're a corner and you can't tackle, find yourself to another school. You won't play at UGA. If you are an outside linebacker and you can't keep leverage on the outside, you can't seal the edge, find another university. Chambliss, this game, Daniel, uh, he flashed all the time. Every play he was in there, he was getting pressure. He was coming off the edge. I saw an inside spin move. I um, I don't know who was quarterbacking at the time. They got the ball out real quick, I think, because they saw him. He did this inside spin move that Daniel, he held on to that for another half second. That's another sack for these guys. He flashed. He has skill. From all accounts, he is the hardest working, one of the hardest working football players we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't be surprised when he's getting 25% of the snaps of this team by season end. Uh, he's a player, you know. Don't sleep got, on him. He, he's a player. Um, not exactly the name that when the recruiting class signed, you Mm-mm. circled him and said, this guy is a day one contributor. But I think you're seeing, you know, A.D. Mitchell probably the same vein. But I think you're seeing these guys. Um, if you got opportunity and you got the talent, Georgia just signs. So this roster so freaking deep, man. Like... And listen, I, depth is overrated. I know people talk like I. I get the depth. Depth is overrated. Ten good off. Ten elite offensive linemen is useless. It's Correct. useless. Give me five um, game changing offensive linemen. Maybe six. Sure. That, but I don't need like the second team offensive line. People talking about how like the second team offensive line that was playing at G Day could like start for a lot of universities. I don't care about I don't care. that. It doesn't matter to me. I want the first team offensive line to be able to win a national championship with one university. That's what I want. And so uh depth is overrated, but this team is so freaking deep, Clint. Eighty five scholarship players, and there ain't no scrubs on that on that eighty five. That there's some dudes out mm-hmm. there running around at every three-star, four-star, five-star, don't matter. There are some dudes out there running around. All right, um, we're coming back tomorrow with our favorite segment, our favorite day of the week. It's this or that Thursday. Come back. We have got some crippling this or that it's- for you. Bring a bucket tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. See you.